everyone. Welcome to Staten Island, New York. It is a Monday night. It is February 19th, 2018. I'm sitting here with my good friend Matthew Kangro. Say hello to the folks, everybody. Good evening. Um, it is episode number 39 of Against the Shift, ATS. Um, it is a dead period in sports right now. Uh, we are getting to the really heavy portion of sports. We've got college basketball coming up, the March Madness tourney. Got baseball starting. We got the uh, basketball and hockey playoffs around the corner. Got uh, NFL free agency around the corner. The Olympics going on right now. But this is like the time of the year where you're like you're driving like the pickup truck and you're trudging through the mud to get to the street. Good That's analogy. what it's like, you know. You're like getting through. If it um, wasn't for the Olympics, I feel like it'd, oh, be, it'd a, be a tougher two weeks. It would than be really years. bad. But, but um, I see the Olympics. I don't know. I'm not really an Olympics guy. I know people are. I'm not. I'm rather watch the Summer Olympics. I'm more of a Winter Olympics guy. I, yeah. But I will say that um, if it, it's it's got a big following just because you know you don't really watch these, this this crap that often, so it is nice to see some of that stuff. I mean, some of the events I forgot about. Like, have you seen like the with the biathlon where yeah. they have to shoot and then ski for like ten miles and then shoot more? It's like it's like a James Bond film. People are sick. I don't know how they do it, but you know, no, Norway is killing it. Well, Norway should kill. Norway right? I mean, is they're like what well, I mean. They're Vikings, so there's no reason that they shouldn't win the Winter Olympics. Yeah, we're we're not doing too well. We are doing horrible. Last th- so as of I know as of Saturday we had nine medals. We have one more. So we have that. ten total. We are currently since we're on the topic really quick. The uh, Olympic uh, medal standings are as follows. Norway has the most. They have twenty eight uh, already. Um, wow. The most uh, we as a country. Uh, had the most the last time in the 2014 Olympics. We had 28 total. I know we did well last. We did do well last uh, time. Norway was actually in second place last time. You know, I know we were going to get into hot stove for baseball really quick. But since we are on the Olympics really yeah. fast, and I, I have to just bring this up. So I know if you haven't been following, um, Russia really wasn't even allowed to be represented almost. I think that's how they classified them. They have them here as Olympic athlete from Russia. Yeah, so not even the emblem of the flag is up there, no. right? So. Massive doping scandals surrounded Russia leading up to the events, right? And you have this whole thing where, all right, we're going to, you know, the new athletes that really didn't, you know, test positive for anything or, or the new ones they ushered in, let them compete. Now there's more reports that even the current athletes, like even the fucking curlers <laughs> are being like, there's possible doping scandals revolving around the Russian curlers. Why, like, why are they involved in this whole, at all? I don't Why know. Why are they involved in this at all? I think it would be a diplomatic nightmare if they weren't totally at all in there. But it's just – how long has this country been cheating at the Olympics? Well, I feel like – They think they cheated everything. But they literally – I mean – This is like more, Rocky Four. How much more humiliating can you get that not only can you – are you literally told you can't be in the Olympics as a country, but B, on the medal count, it literally says Olympic athlete from Russia – and the flag emblem is a is a picture the, the, of the Olympic sign. The rings, right? The yeah. rings. Yeah. I mean, how much worse can you get? Do you, and, and then they, they have the audacity to have more doping scandals? Yeah. That's, I don't understand how this is just bad all around for Russia. It looks really bad. It looks, it looks really, really bad. Because you have these other countries who, you know, obviously they're not as talented as Russian athletes are. Because Russian athletes are very talented in a lot of things that they do. But you have these smaller countries who are just trying to qualify and get in. And then you have these assholes who are fucking yeah. taking steroids and doping scandals just so they could, you know, medal in a bronze medal where all these other ones just want to literally just compete. I think it's ridiculous. No, it's supposed to be – you're right. It's supposed to be like a couple It's supposed periods. to be a coming together event for everybody. Yeah, it's, it's really like it's a diplomatic be? sort of thing where people get together. Um, but well, just peace. speaking of our own, right, if you remember, we were kids when Sean White won his first medal. Like we were like teenagers, right? Yeah. When he went on and like did his whole thing, he had the long hair. Remember, he was the uh, the Wheaties guy for the longest time, yes. right? Yeah. Uh-huh. He was like he had that huge long hair. He had his hair, own video right? game at one point too. Yeah, he did. He was huge, right? So then, kind of fell off the map. Didn't medal. I don't think in twenty fourteen. Didn't yeah. medal at all, right? He comes back. Did you get the chance to watch his gold medal performance? The he actual was pretty one? good. So he it was so dramatic. He needed. He needed a certain score to get gold, and his last run in the halfpipe was amazing. It was so good. It had all the drama related to it. The tricks he had, he nailed perfectly. It was so awesome to fucking watch that guy like win a gold medal. I'm going to turn the table on you real quick. He's still an asshole. 
Well, I don't know. There are a just... couple of things that pissed me off about that. Okay, great. He 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 goes for America, so I got to give him that. I I'm happy that he that he snowboards for us. Does. However, mm-hmm. two things. One, he does have a sexual harassment claim again, ongoing against him right now. Okay. And the claim, I don't know if you've seen. It's like the whole country does. Yeah. If you've seen the things against him, it's pretty bad. Oh, really? Two, I decide I don't know. The thing that bothered me the most, when he won, right, it's a general rule among Americans mm-hmm. that you do not let the flag hit the floor. Oh, I, this I heard about. Yes, yes. And he's dragging the flag on the floor like it's a fucking blanket. Mm. Like, have a little bit of respect. Uh, yeah. Like, that just, I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm going overboard, but I'm look I'm watching that, and being he he's an asshole to begin with. If you ever heard him in an interview, he's kind of a pompous. I, you pompous know I, I haven't heard too much. I just saw his performance, and it just kind of really really rubbed me the wrong way. Like you're on a national stage, just no, you're show, an international stage, international stage. Yeah. Just show respect to the flag. That's all. That's all I ask. Anything you know with the with the scales. That's all external stuff. We're talking about. International television, everyone's watching you. You're representing the U.S. You just won gold. Everyone's congratulating you. Mm-hmm. Carry the flag with respect. Yeah, I, ask. was something that ask. probably wasn't intentional, but there is a bad look, especially. Of course, it's a bad look. You know, I mean, we've been kind of blowing the last couple of weeks a little bit here. Now, as we turned about it, and as we talk about like the usually the events that we somewhat usually place pretty well in, one of them is the men's ice hockey, um, and they the first are they out game, already? Well, I, I believe that they are They're for medal losses, contention. Right? So yeah. the the first game was against was Slovakia when they Slovenia? are Slovenia. 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 They gave up a two, two goal. different countries. Right? Yeah, they, they are two different my, countries. I know. So They're like cousins gave up a, a, a two goal lead in that game. They were up two nothing in that game. Wound up losing the game three two. Um, really disappointing. Really disappointing because. You know, there was a lot of talk before before the Olympics, the Olympics started with the use of amateur athletes again in these games. And uh, some people really li- – I didn't – you know, I personally didn't. But, you know, some people really like the idea of going back to amateur athletes. And, you know, it, it felt really good to go through a good start and then they shit the bed. Well, tough. and then they come back and they beat Slovakia in the second game. That's why I was confused. Yes. Right? Yes. They beat Slovakia 2-1. to one. Yes. And then they get destroyed. It wasn't close, right? It wasn't even close. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I guess you want to call them Russia. I don't even know. What to yeah. Call. You're going to call them the Olympic athletes from Russia. Um, led by Kovalchuk and Pavel Datsuk, who just literally just shit on them. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm going to leave this in. I mean, the, you know, that these guys are competing is these other countries are competing at a higher level than we are. So I, I mean, for me, I mean, do you think that they're doing a disservice to the fans watching the Olympic? I mean, pe- people, Men's hockey in the Winter Olympics is, if not the biggest event, one of the three biggest events in 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 the Winter Olympics. I think for Americans as a whole, it's a big event. I wouldn't say for the whole Olympics, but as a whole for America, I think the men's hockey Olympics over the course of the past 15, 20 years, or if you want to say since 1980, right, it's been, if not the most important category one of the top categories for us and what you know they have done they have literally taken our athletes and they've literally told them hey you're not allowed to compete you're not allowed to go to the olympics because of a b and c and i just think that's how do you tell a hockey player you can't represent your country in the olympics how do you do that to them how do you actually tell them hey because you play in the nhl you're not allowed to take two weeks off, and you're not allowed to play in the, in, in the Olympics and, and represent your country. But what, I mean, what message are they sending by doing that? Because you're, you're putting these amateurs over there, and listen, I'm not taking anything away from them. They did really well in the World Juniors. I think they won gold in the World Juniors, didn't they? Or they, 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 they uh, won gold or silver, so. whatever the yes. case may be. Um, so they're definitely talented. I don't think that they couldn't keep up because they definitely choked in the first game. But compared to what we could have put on the ice as opposed to what we did put on the ice. I think, you you know, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm going overboard, but I think that we're America. We're supposed to put our best foot forward every time. And I feel like we deliberately didn't put our best foot forward when it comes to this category. I, I don't know. What, what do you think? It's a tough question. I think uh, there's a couple of different ways to look at it. America, 
um, in the United States, we, I don't, you know, it's tough because I don't know how the other, some of the other events are viewed around the world. Like, I don't know if, um, you know, specific events are bigger. Like I, Norway, I don't know if the skiing is like huge there, you know, and like, but we have a professional international hockey league here in the United States and, and it's known all over the world as the NHL and, um, everyone knows the players. And I think, um, it really sort of, it's sort of like is a waterfall effect. The reason why I agree with you, I think, is because it's sort of a waterfall effect. I remember in 2014 when the you know the hockey team was was more relevant than it was. I was watching the other events because I was in more of an Olympic spirit almost because I was interested. I was like, all right, you know what, I'm interested in hockey, so I'm gonna watch some of the other stuff and see what happens. And you know, I was like, I was like, you know, rah rah. And I really didn't get too up for the ice hockey because i didn't expect anything too much and i haven't really watched as much olympics this year i think maybe there's a correlation between the two there i'm gonna say yeah don't you think that's a problem that you're not that excited for i mean if i represent the average fan then yes i think it is a problem i would say 90 percent of people are the average fan when it comes to olympics because we don't know a lot of the categories we're not very familiar with them because you don't watch them on a daily basis sure i mean to to, just to play devil's advocate i think if you're going to look at it from the amateur perspective uh it brings not that it brings everyone in the same playing field. See, the reason why I think it's supposed to represent, like, um, you know, the average, not the average, but the the up and comers, the younger athletes, what the Olympics are all about, sort of, um, sort of taking the reins and doing their own thing. But the counter to that is, is that these other countries are putting their best possible, you know, players available out there. I know that NHL players can't play, but the international leagues are letting their players play, right? Yeah. So I mean, in in that respect. It, it's it's kind of tough to think that we didn't put our best possible team no, out yeah, there. I, I agree. With you. I the, agree. The idea of the Olympics is just is you, you, the best athletes are supposed to represent your country in each category. The best athletes. That's why they have tryouts for these things. Yeah. People tr- people train four years for for this. That's what they do. They train four years to ski for five minutes. They train four years to bobsled for two minutes. It's crazy. Like you so, hear these fucking stories. About what these athletes do yeah. to get prepared, and like you never know any of these stories, and you hear like, oh, so and so is in the in the, the, on the fucking ice, uh, twenty hours a day for <laughs> for nineteen months, seven days a week. All he's eating in a year is peanuts and kale for a year and a half, and it's like thirty seconds and over. I never forget this. I was watching the other night. Um, I'm watching the. The like the uh, the speed skating and and they're going around in a circle, right? It's basically NASCAR on ice. Is that right? the Apollo One thing that he used to do? Uh, yeah, one of those, okay. right? So he's he's they're doing this stuff and, and they were talking about these guys and how this is their first Olympics and they trained so long. One of the guys fell during right, knocked oh. out three people, oh, right? No. So not only is his Olympics done, the other two are done too. You just trained forever for absolutely no reason. Oh. Absolutely no reason. Like, it's just done. When you put it like that, I mean, it's kind of shitty. It sounds terrible. I'd put a bullet in my fucking head. (laughs) I mean, it's... Well, I mean, they'll tell you, oh, it's an accomplishment to just be here. True. True. And the real athletes will say, fuck that. Yeah. I'm I'm totally convinced of that. Absolutely. Yeah, they definitely will. Playing competitive sports, that's something you kind of learn. Yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, talk about playing competitive sports. Um... Let's transition as we talk about – as we go uh, away a little bit from uh, Olympic talk. Let's talk about competitive sports. Let's talk about baseball. Let's talk about how we've actually had a couple of people sign recently, um, and teams are starting to get more competitive before the season starts. Starting to see a shape, really. Starting think, to see yeah. I think, a couple things uh, happen. So Well, the bigger guys. So, uh, we saw Eric Cosmer go to San Diego. Eight it, years, $160 million, I think it was, something like that. Some ridiculous number. Um, JD Martinez reportedly signed with Boston. I don't know if there's an exact number for yeah, that. Yeah, I, I think it's uh, is it six or seven years? Uh, it's five years, uh, one ten, and he's an opt out after three. Okay, Hosmer's opt out is after five. Yeah. Um, so those are the two big guys to sign. Those are those are probably the two biggest names on the market. So they're gone. Um, the Mets made a local signing. We got Jason Vargas on a two-year, $60 million deal. We'll talk about that in a Yeah, minute. we'll get to Vargas in a second. I just want to make a point here. So, here all go. right, let's just let's just discuss who's left. The big guy's right, left. Arietta's left. Arietta, that's the, that's I think, the big one. I think Arietta and Moustakis are the two biggest free agents left. Yeah, those are the, the biggest market. two ones, right? So, obviously, the two of them, that's those are huge. Still got Lance Lynn out there. Like, Lance, yeah, Lance Lynn's, yeah, Lance Lynn's. Cobb is still out Cobb, there. Lynn, uh, I always kind of associate Lynn and Cobb together with that yeah. kind of stuff. Uh, Carlton Zales is still a free agent. 
Yeah, Carlos Gonzalez. That's well, that's probably up there with with um with Mustakis, right? I mean, I mean, he had a bad year last year, Gonzalez. So I think people are trying to be a little skeptical, but he's still a he's a big he, he's a big bat. He's a good player. You know, one down year doesn't define your career. No, definitely not. And um, so th- I think those are the the main those the, are the big, big ones. Those are the big left, five. Really. We'll call those the big five. Sure. Those are the big five that are left. Amongst other names, Jonathan Lucroy is still out there. Guys that are like you know have had success before. Um, that kind of have tailed off a little bit. So here's, um, my, here's my question. Let's just take it for the, the well. The Hosmer was obviously got the most money this offseason, right? Hosmer got the most, money. and he probably should have, right? He's he's a, one of the he's a franchise player. He really is. Yeah, he's pretty damn good. Yeah, I mean, Mar- the year Martinez has crazy. Well, he had 29 home runs in 62 yes. games as he got traded. Yes, that's that that just doesn't happen. More consistently though, you look at Eric Hosmer, right? You look. I'd at rather have Hosmer than Jay sure. Martinez. Okay, so let's yeah. let's take Hosmer as an example. He got eight years in 160. Opt that at the five. So not only did they give him over a seven-year deal. Uh-huh. The money they gave him what is what twenty a year. Twenty a year. Twenty a year. So money-wise, that's not that bad for Eric Hosmer. It's not so. bad. But I, the years, what what's crazy here? Well, we talked about last week when it was the three of us. Um, we talked about how it didn't make sense for uh, Darvish to get six years because it was like, well, if these guys are holding out, it's because they want the years. But then the team gave them the years after. Yeah. Same so thing happened here. I think. There's something going on. And I'm going to tell you what I think is going on. I think Darvish, Martinez, and Hosmer all had the same thing happen to them. I think these respective teams, and these teams being Cubs, the Red Sox, and the Padres, respectively, they put these offers out there weeks ago. Weeks ago. Okay. And I think that the players... Hosmer, Martinez, and, and Darvish said, okay, we see what you have out there. We know that we could get something better. So we're going to hold out on your offer, and we're going to see what else we could get. And the team said, okay, if you think you could get something better, you let us know. But we're going to keep our offer on the table. If you want it, come back and let us know, and we'll talk. So these three idiots are sitting here, and that's what I'm going to call them, idiots, because anyone who turns out $160 million is an idiot. Mm. Um, these idiots sit here and they think – Eric Hosmer probably thought he could get a 10-year contract. I, I, I would honestly confidently say that him and his agent thought he could get a 10-year contract. Which, honestly, if anybody or if any team would have willingly signed to a 10-year contract, shame on them. Because you've seen them fail already. And – I think Martinez wanted six or seven years, and Red Sox didn't want to give him a six or seven year deal. So these guys held out. Nothing came for each of them. So they finally, their agent finally said, "Hey guys, listen, this is the best deal you're gonna get, right? It's February 19th. This is the <clears> best <throat> deal you're gonna get. Take it or leave it." But if you're the teams, right? Don't you want, I guess, to have these players locked up? Because you never know what's gonna happen, right? I mean, and you never know. Like, it, it, it is a long time. But the but the the old adage when you, I mean, they they say they used to say that. I know they still say it's in the NFL, right? Yeah. When somebody enters your building for um, you're trying to sign into a contract, right? Yeah. The rule is you don't let them leave the building. Absolutely. That's yes. the old adage. Hundred percent right? true. And it's so odd that it's it seems to be the exact opposite way of the off season this year for the MLB. And I'm not saying necessarily that anyone's wrong here, because it looks like it's worked out. No one's gotten hurt, you know. So it hasn't like that's ha- that's hindered someone's deal. And no one's gotten hurt, and the teams that you thought would sign these guys have actually wound up signing the guys for the years we thought they would sign for. It's just taking longer. It's taking so much longer. But my question is also, then follow up question would be, aren't there advantages to having some guys on your team earlier than the end of February? Absolutely. Sure. Right. And if if. Hosmer, I'm sure, has been working out. I'm sure Martinez is working out. These are these are these are excellent players. Uh-huh. But I don't know. You never know what's gonna happen. I mean, who knows if maybe they didn't do the strictest strictest regimen because they were free. Who knows? Listen, I don't know. I, all these teams have off season programs that they want their players to do. Yeah. Right? And these guys didn't didn't and have, they have a them, team, right? So they went off their they went off their personal trainers or just fucking came. stop it right there because me and you know as well as anybody the consequences of relying on your own regimens <laughs> yeah. in the off season. I know. But you know, no, I think you're. I think you're 100 right. Hosmer now comes to a team who, it, you know, they're not ready to win. They're not a win now team. You just went from a team who you won the World Series and was competitive with for the past, you know, five years, with the exception of last year, 
to a team that's been in the NL West cellar for what five, six straight seasons. So and I we we yeah we texted Rob this really quickly after the happened. Me and you were talking to him about it a little bit, and I said, you know, what, what does this do for the Padres? I mean, I Rob said they got a good core, they got Will Myers, and he stopped also just at Will Myers. I'm like, <laughs> they do have Will Myers, they do, but and they have Eric Hosmer now, but they're a bunch of pieces away. Oh, they're they're at least three or four years away from from contending. I would be very shocked if they were to contend this year. Now listen. Hosmer last year hit 313, hit 25 home runs, had like 80 to 90 runs batted in. He had a very solid season, right? And Myers had an all-star Myers year. had an all-star season as well. Hosmer, in my opinion, if there was one guy I would have went long-term for, it would have been Hosmer because he has the glove, yeah. he has the ring, and he has consistent amount of years where he's gotten it done, right? So good sign for the Padres. They have a nice – they have a franchise player. He's moving in the right direction. But I think you're right. I think this – I think – I think you're going to see these guys struggle in the beginning of the season. You I might. Really I mean, who do. knows? But I it would really, make sense maybe I if really, you I really, really think you're going to see these guys struggle. I mean, Martinez deal, it's a five-year deal. He's a little bit older than Hosmer, right? Mar- Martinez is interesting, yeah. I, I, I don't – you can't expect – like, let me ask you this. After the Mets got Cespedes, right, and they re-signed – To the recent contract. You're talking about? Yeah, after okay. he had that like ridiculous 2015 second half. Yeah, right? yeah, okay. And they resigned him in the offseason. Mm-hmm. You didn't expect him to do what he did in 2015, did you? You can't. Right. right? Mm-hmm. So Red Sox fans and the Red Sox organization cannot expect him to hit 30 home runs in 60 games, right? You can't expect that to happen. Well, it's, no. It's illogical. The question also then becomes is, is he a 40 home run guy? I don't know the answer there. Maybe. Maybe if he is, but... The thing that always bothers me with with more – honestly, to be honest with you, more than three-year deals is that if you're looking at somebody to be what you're paying them for for five years, you're basically under the – all of these contracts to me are under the assumption that they're – these players are going to be like – I understand this is the market nowadays, but you're expecting these players to be – you're paying them five-time all-star money. And I understand this is what it takes to sign these guys, and you're basically front-loading a lot of these – you know hopeful narratives. You're hoping that the first couple of years at least they're what you expect them to be. Because five years down the road, if J.D. Martinez is still hitting 300 and, and knocking in 40 home runs, that's the, the best contract ever, it looks like. Of but course. who knows? I mean, it's very, very rare that happens. Albert Pujols is one of the best players to ever wear a uniform, and his contract looks terrible now. It's a horrible contract. It's a horrible contract. It, it, so I don't was, know. It was a bad contract when it first happened. Yes. And everyone it, knew it was a bad contract. It was, but the first couple of years he did hit the shit out of the ball. Yeah. You know? But Same it's still. Robinson Cano, though. That contract's going to be bad by next year. Two years away, that contract's going to be a bad contract. Well, maybe. He's already – do you know Robinson Cano has not even been on the also team the past two seasons? No, I know. I know. Because, you know, he's just not the player he used to be. Mm-hmm. You know? He's just, he's just not the guy he used to be. So, you know mm-hmm. – I think that there's, you know, very um there's very very interesting facets to how these general managers are working these how they're working these deals. I I don't think they want to give them the years, but I think the agents are very very persistent in giving them. I'll the tell you years. what, I'll be very surprised if Arietta doesn't sign this week. Pitchers and catchers has reported well, you know, I mean... Get to your team and start getting to work. I'm sure you've gotten to work. But I'm, you're never going to put it past me that there is a, not a difference between working out with your team, who you're going to be going through 160 listen, games with, and just whatever you're doing now. If you're Jake Arrieta, right, you had to you had a worse season than you had the past two years, right? You still had a successful year, but your ERA was over three and a half or close to four. You, you know, you weren't... Your win-loss was not as... You know, a high disparity. He's gonna get paid the past though. Year. But he is. But right, what's the incentive? Why wouldn't you take a one-year deal and be like, okay, let's take a one-year deal. I build up my market value even more than it is this year. Absolutely right. And, and go back out next year and you can get a better deal. Well, I mean, the, you're right. That is some people's philosophies, but you know, the know, tra- want, traditional consensus want, is security. They want security. Yeah, they want to be in one place. They want to move their families. They want to do this. They well, want it also that. hedges I against injuries that. and things like that. Yeah, what if he? What if he? Digresses this year, yeah. even or gets hurt, but digresses as well. Yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying. Um, so talking about pitchers, let's talk about one pitcher who signed this week with one of our local teams. Yeah, Jason Vargas. Jason Vargas, uh, two-year deal, sixteen million dollars. Um, thirty-four-year-old left-hander. Um, came from Kansas City last year. Um, not have a, not have a great year. He he, he had well the All-Star break. He, you look at his numbers. 
He went 18 and 10, right? But his numbers before the All-Star break were 12 and 3, 262 ERA. Fantastic first half, right? Yes. Second yes. half, 6 and 8 with a 6.38 ERA. Ouch. Like a lot of pitchers struggled in the second half. It happens. Right? I mean, so comes to the Mets, overall record of 18 and 11, right? So if you're a Mets fan, you'll take that. It's a good record. <laughs> you'll take 18 and 11. Yeah. Um, the ERA was a little was was a little over four. Um, so it wasn't the greatest ERA, but you have to think logically that would come down a little bit since he's in the National League. American League is better hitting uh, hitting conference. <clears throat> Look at the deal though, too. Eight years. That's about right for a middle of the road pitcher, middle of the rotation guy, middle to end of the rotation guy even, mm-hmm. but a steady guy. And he adds something that the Mets need. And that is a guy you know is going to be out there every fifth day and pitching. <laughs> that's true. Right? So that's something the Mets have not had from most of their guys. And that's always the MO of the last couple of well, years. So that's good. Yeah. I mean, listen, he's a lefty. He's not going to blow you away with this stuff. If you don't know about Jason Vargas, his fastball t- may, will maybe hit 88, 89 miles an but hour. But, you know, he's the rest of the guys in rotation. He's a pitcher. Yes. Yeah. He's an actual he's, – he's a pitcher. Now, the more pressing question – for Mets fans and for, you know, fantasy owners, what or who is the odd man out when it comes to the Mets rotation? Because now you have to think, signing Vargas, that locks him into a spot, right? Uh, Syndergaard, obviously. DeGrom, obviously, right? And uh, then you got, basically, Gazelman, Harvey, Mats, and Wheeler for two spots. They're so, not going to put Wheeler in the bullpen, although maybe an ideal world if – Everything was aligned and steady. Maybe you'd like to even see him there. To me, I wouldn't put him there. He is healthy to start a year for the first time since the sun has come up in the eastern <laughs> fucking hemisphere. You know, so you want to see what you got in him long term. You, you have to, right? You have to see if you can. You have to see if he is what he is, and he's not getting any younger. Well, you know what though? Let, let's let's put all the cards on the table really quick. All right, we're gonna talk. Yeah, we're gonna talk about Zach Wheeler really quick. Um. Zach Wheeler hasn't proven anything. He's been hurt year after year. This is his seventh year in the league. He has not even made 70 goddamn starts in his seven years in the league. Okay? Now, he's taken a bunch of shots and this and that to make sure that he can maximize his potential. And I get that. And I really, you know, kudos to him for trying hard to get there and be healthy. But you know what? The Mets are running a business, and they need to make a business decision. He has not given them any type of security that he's going to be healthy over the course of a full 162-game season, right? Definitely and not. Definitely the not. one thing that Matt Harvey has on these guys, being uh, – well, Wheeler in this case, is Matt Harvey has had a successful season. <coughs> and Matt Harvey has had an MVP Cy Young-type year. So if Mickey Callaway wants to give him a shot in the rotation to think that he can regain – that all-star form that he had, then at least Harvey has earned that chance to try and regain himself. The other thing to remember, though, is the other guys that could potentially start over Wheeler. Matt and Harvey, I think, are the two guys we're talking about. Yes, but if you look at them and then you push the other guys aside, the other lesser names, if you will. Lugo and Gazelman. Okay. You look at them, right? Yes, they've been set, like they've been on the mound more a little bit, although, you know. Lugo was doing hurt last year. Yeah, so was Gazelman. They were both hurt. You think about it, too, and. Have they really put together a successful season in their own right? No, not no, really. You're right. They had a good September two years ago. Right. So <laughs> that's what it really so came down to. I don't think I think the best bet is to go in there with the most conservative approach, and that is to start these five guys with the five names we have now. We well, just have about, five and then names. You have Vargas. So they there's there's six though. So do so, you go to a six man rotation to start the season? I don't know Mickey Calloway's philosophy. I don't know if that's something he'd want to do. My guess is no. My so guess then is someone no. gets left out. Someone's gonna get left out. Someone's gonna get left out. And but competition is good. It is. I, I don't know. It is in a way. So you. Th- so I, I started this by saying I don't. I wouldn't necessarily in an ideal world think that Wheeler is going to the bullpen. So but if not Wheeler, then who? That's my question. Not Wheeler in the rotation. Then if if Wheeler is in the rotation, then who? Then Matt or Harvey get left out. Who gets left out? Uh, I don't think. Well, honestly, out of those two, I would put Matt out. You I would. put those pen. I would make. You have a lefty. Have a good lefty with with Blevins in the bullpen now, along with whoever they got. They got. They, they bullpen becomes. I think they bullpen becomes pretty formidable then. 
with another lefty in there with Matts. I understand that the problem with putting Matts out of there. That's my opinion. I've I've not liked what I've seen from Matts the last year. Oh, listen, I I don't think any I don't think there's a wrong answer. I really don't because any of those guys in the bullpen for one inning, those guys are throwing 96, 97 miles an hour for one inning, and they have starter stuff. You've seen them be successful in a starter role, so they could obviously be in the bullpen. So if you throw those guys with a Blevins and a Swarzak and a Ramos and a Familia and whoever else is in there, then, you know, maybe you're right. Maybe it does become a little bit more formidable. I do think it just gives you more flexibility to he is a lefty, right? So now you go – they only had one lefty prior to, you know, maybe putting Mats in the bullpen with Blevins. Mm-hmm. And Blevins is up and down, but he ultimately – Blevins is, I think, their most consistent. Yeah, he, but, he, but he's been, he had a pretty good year last year, and I think – Putting Mats in there with him gives them a diversity they really haven't had in quite a long time. Okay, I I, I can understand where you come from. With but that. it's not something that's set in stone, right? So you can you can make him mix and match if you. Yeah, know. listen, I think spring trains they tell you a lot. I think Howie's gonna let them compete and sure. let them compete, Definitely. which is always good. Definitely, competition's always good. It brings out the best people sometimes. It also brings out the worst. Um, that's what's going on with baseball. Really quick before we head over to college basketball, um, there were a couple of rule changes, uh, that Rob uh, Manfred announced today. Um, go over them really quick. We're not going to get too much into them, but we will give you the uh, facts the facts about them. So there will be no pitch clock in 2018. So hey. everybody who thought there would be a pitch clock, there will not be one. No pitch clock. No pitch clock. The worst two things, though. There will be limited mound visits per game. Yeah. So Six is the amount of mound visits per game. I don't know the empirical data on this. Rob would be good for that. Mm. Are there really teams that have more than six mound visits a game well here's what it's including when you think about it like this this is what it's going to include catchers as well so here's the mound visits right it, this is exactly what it says uh, a league's official description of a mound visit a manager or coach trip to the mound to meet with the pitcher shall con- constitute a visit a player leaving his position to confer with the pitcher including a pitcher leaving the mound to confer with another player shall also constitute a mound visit. Oh, it is a mound visit. Regardless of where the visit occurs or the length of the visit. Uh, so, oh, no. So that, so that oh, means boy. going forward, a mound visit will include visits by coaches and managers as well as visits by other players. If the catcher goes to the mound, it counts as a visit. If an infielder goes to the mound, it counts as a visit. Ooh. Also, the second mound visit of an inning requires a pitching change. That remains the same. That's so, the same. So yeah, that's the same. It oh no! Never. Okay, now now on it definitely now it puts more strategy into the game because now the catcher can't go there. Well, before I even get to that, there are obviously exemptions to the rule. So here are the four main exemptions: a pitcher-catcher conference between batters that's still allowed. Oh, that doesn't okay. count as a mound visit. Okay, okay. An infielder goes to the mound to clean his spikes during rainy conditions. Any visit involving a potential injury, obviously. And any visit after a pinch hitter is announced, which I think is the biggest one. So when there's a pinch hitter announced and a catcher gets or a coach goes to give the scouting report to the pitcher who's on the mound, does not count. Does not count as a mound visit, which is which was usually one of the visits anyway. So that does not count. You're gonna see a lot of people fake injuries now. Yeah, well, that's the problem now. I think we're gonna run into. And then it says the last thing. Uh, also, if a team has exhausted their six mound visits, the umpire has a discretion to allow the catcher to visit the pitcher following a cross up. I just want to see a fight happen once over this stuff. It's administrative stuff, so it's funny to me. So but. my thing, uh, slight takeaway from this, um, more strategy goes into Could uh, be. coaching. I think you're going to see a lot more communication between the manager and the catcher now um, When who uh, about when to go see the pitcher, when not to go see the pitcher. And it's really going to be on – I think you're going to see a lot more communication with the infield and the catcher because now – you know, if there's a guy leading off second base, right, and the pitcher doesn't notice it, the shortstop wants to go in and tell this guy, the pitcher, hey, yeah. take a look. That counts as a mound visit. And if it's you're at visit. if you're at five and you're in the seventh inning, you got to keep track. Of if what you're, you're at, at five in the seventh yeah. inning, and you know Daniel Murphy wants to go tell Max Scherzer, hey, I think we might have a shot at this guy. You know, yeah, yeah. Then yeah. you're screwed because let's say Scherzer doesn't have it after that, and then you know. Your hands are tied. Potential to be more interesting than I think people are giving me credit for the surface. The maybe. only other thing that you might want to add to this is there is going to – if the game goes into extra innings, yeah, it's there is one. one mound visit per Yeah, I know. One. one. Okay. All right. Uh, the so. only other thing uh, that is of note, uh, commercial breaks are going to be shorter apparently. They were pretty – they've been pretty short the last so couple of years. So they have the data here uh, in between innings. Regular season games, local, not nationally televised, were 225. They're now going to be 20 seconds shorter. Um, 20 seconds shorter. That's 20, like a commercial. I 20 guess. seconds shorter. Each, usually when it comes to marketing, 
Uh, each commercial spot is 30 seconds long. Yeah. So they're pretty much with doing all that. They're cutting out maybe like one or two commercials in total. All right. Um, nationally televised games are usually 245. That'll be two, two, uh, 225. And postseason, and this is just uh, in between yeah. a half yep. minute. Yeah, in between uh, half minutes. And postseason games are going to be three minutes. So okay. So whatever they, I think, I think they'll stay in the same. Um, and then it says as part of the short and commercial breaks, pitchers can throw as many warm-up pitches as they want before the timer runs out. Uh, Though, wait, oh my god, way to go. Okay. Though they are no longer guaranteed uh, eight warm-up pitches. Here are the actions required within the time limits. Whatever. Yeah, whatever, whatever blah, the case blah, blah. is. Yeah. Um, All right, got it. So, and then there's a couple uh, enforcement of time limits. Um, there will be no automatic ball strike penalties or time violations. Just, uh, so it's all it's completely discretionary the penalties for these things. Well, still. that's what that's what I think the biggest thing is. When at the end of that uh, mound visit thing, it says to the umpire's discretion if there's a if there's a mix up if, if that actually up, happens. Right. Yeah, we'll so see. you kind of think about like you go back to the coach challenges a little bit where it's like oh we used our two but hey guys can you review this call because we think he's out mm-hmm. and the umpires are like sure we'll yeah. review the call well then what the fuck's the point of the goddamn challenge? Yeah, we'll so, see. But you know. Whatever the case is, um, those are the, those are the rule changes going forward. Um, we do have a couple of things to talk about outside. We're gonna get to them quickly though. Uh, college basketball. I know we haven't talked a lot about college basketball. Um, bracketology is is close. Uh, Joe Lenardi, who is like a whiz kid when it comes to this, I don't know how the guy does it every year, year in and year out. Yeah. Um, he's got his 68 right now. Um. Couple of things about this that are interesting, right? You have your Kansases, your Dukes, you have your Villanovas, your Virginias, uh, your Purdue's, your all, all your main teams. There are some new faces that are really Xavier in the latest bracketology is a one seed. I did see that. I'm, saying, I'm looking at it now. That's actually pretty crazy. Um, Auburn, who is not normally known as a basketball school, is a number two seed right now in one of the regions. Uh, Clemson, <clears throat> also not a big football school, is a three seed, and Texas Tech is a three seed. So you see a lot of uh, you, you're seeing a lot of new blood, um, in the NCAA tournament. So some love for my local teams. Wagner's a 16 seed. Hey, listen, uh, Wagner, you know, I'd love to see them be a 15 over six. I, there's a They're major playing, difference playing Kansas right there's now. There's a major difference between <laughs> being a 16 and being a 15. There's a huge difference. Sure. How much more confident would you feel as an alumnus of Wagner mm-hmm. if the Wagner Seahawks were playing Kansas? Or they were playing. Or playing, Auburn. yeah, playing like a right, yeah, like, or yeah, even you would, you would, I would feel like a thousand times better. So maybe if Wagner runs through the uh, what is it, the um, that's the West. What's the conference? Wagner? Oh, they're in the neck. The neck. We're the in neck. the we're in the neck. The neck. So if they run through the neck conference, right, and they blow teams out by twenty or thirty points every uh, every game, they might have a chance to be a fifteen seed. Um, so I want to just bring up one quick thing. Speaking um, of Wagner. Okay. Um, our new head coach who took over for uh, Hurley a couple of years, uh, I think it was a year or two ago. Okay. Um, is uh, Jason uh, – I forgot. I was going to say his name. Uh, Hoodling. It's like Hoodling. He took over – Bob Hurley was there for a long time and, like, mm. he was a very revered guy. But he's done such a good job with the organization with, – with the program the last the – last, I think – this year I think they won the regular season. Yeah, they did. So – they have really had have had a rough couple of years before blah blah blah. They had a great year this year, and it's awesome to see a local team still relevant. Absolutely, it's great. I Absolutely, love, I love and they're on Staten Island. It's great. God bless. Oh yeah, <laughs> God bless. Um, so there's definitely listen. There's not really much to talk about when it comes to college basketball. Um, right now, as of because the conference championship hasn't even started yet. Uh, when the conference championships start, we're gonna get more into it. It's just interesting to see some of these teams. You know, you still have your mainstays, but you also have newcomers coming in. Um, you know, there's a lot of there's, there's a lot a lot of new blood. Yeah. I'll tell you what, you, Trey Burke better start figuring it out. Not Trey Young. Trey Young. I'm just Trey Burke. Listen to me. Yeah, Trey listen, Young. Trey, Trey Trey Burke should figure it out. I'm next, sorry, but yes, Trey Young has to figure this out because he has not been shooting well while well, no. I saw the last time. As he, of right now, they're a six seed. Um, listen, I'll tell you something right now. He's the type of kid who, if he could get hot in the conference tournament. And they let's say Oklahoma wins their conference tournament and they go to like a four or three if they win the conference tournament. That's a team that could he'll they they will go as far as he takes them. That's pretty much what it is. I feel like it's Steph Curry all over again with Davidson. I think it's the same thing. 
You know, he's such a good shooter, such a dynamic player that JJ they react to how he goes. How they'll, they'll how if if he's on, they're on. If he's off, they're off, right? As opposed to one of these these powers like uh like Duke or or Kansas or North Carolina or Michigan State where they have so many goddamn players um yeah. that, you know, if one guy's off, they're okay. There's one team in here. There's one team that's not in here who probably should be in here, and we haven't really talked about them. That's right. Kentucky. You don't see Kentucky in here. And that's because the John Calipari is not really doing his uh, – working his magic with his uh, freshman boys over in uh, Lexington. Um, listen, I what I think you're seeing – and I, I don't want to get too much into this, but I'm just going to no, glance about it. Duke was supposed to be amazing this year, right? Kentucky was supposed to have the number one recruiting class this year, right? Yep. Duke and Kentucky have both not lived up to the hype. Definitely not. I think it's been. been a little bit worse. And even though Kentucky's Kansas thing. is a one, they Kansas has not been great at home this year. The, and the thing about all these teams is, guess who they have on their roster? They have a, a lot of freshmen. Mm-hmm. So I think well, that's a problem you've seen in well, college yeah, basketball but in again, general. The teams like Xavier, who's a one. And Purdue, who's a two, Michigan State, a two, Virginia, a one, even Villanova, who's a one. All these teams actually have seniors and juniors on their teams. You're bringing up an interesting stay point. At school, so I I'm think, not sure your brain's comprehending the point you're bringing up. But what, you're bringing up an interesting point. What do you think I'm bringing up? Since the one and done rules put into effect, the biggest recruits, for the most part, with mm-hmm. some exceptions, have gone to these huge schools. Playing with coaches that are specifically attached to one and done players, they yeah. get them ready for the year and then they bounce. Correct. Right. That really, <coughs> we saw Kentucky. You know, was the exception to that for the most part, but they're not having a good year. But you look at this in 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 its totality, and the teams that are have a lot of necessarily these powerhouse teams with the one and dones maybe aren't the best team suitable suited for the tournament because they don't have returning players a lot of the time and that camaraderie within the program that builds over a couple of years like some of these other programs might have with returning players i think you're 100 right i wasn't going with that but but i mean it's a it's it's it part of them talk about so let me just ask you a question the teams that you think are on the bubble a little bit right now the teams that kind of jump out to me and and two of them i i had thought of and that was virginia tech virginia tech and uh, Virginia Tech, Virginia Tech. <laughs> <laughs> and North Carolina State. Those are the two for me. But I also see that Cal- uh, um, Lenardi has Providence and Kansas State on there as well. Well, I mean, uh, Virgi- right now, I think Virginia Tech's having a lot of help being part of the ACC. Um, That's like the SEC of basketball. Yeah, uh, the ACC currently has 10 teams in the, in the tournament right yeah. now. Um, and they also have NC State. NC State plays in the ACC. The bigger the RPI for these guys and their, and their teams and their schedules, their strength of schedule is so big when it comes to college basketball. It's so funny. Like the the Virginia Tech is is if you if you consider the ACC the best conference in college mm-hmm. basketball, which I you know I, I would think it would be, right? I mean Virginia is leading the ACC right now at thirteen and one. The conference Duke is second. Yeah. In there, but Virginia Tech is is fifth in the ACC standings, but yet right now is. In, and Lenardi, in his bracketology poll, mm-hmm. is out of the tournament. Which it boggles my mind. It's funny to me. It is. Um, and then you look at the first four out. you got UCLA, USC, Washington, and Nebraska. Three of those teams are in the Pac-12. Yeah. Pac-12 only has two current teams in there. That just shows you the disparity between a lot. It's funny because, right, you're looking at, you look at the ACC, the SEC, uh, and, and the Big 12. A lot of these teams are on the eastern coast of the U.S., very good. Whereas um, the West Coast Conference, uh, the WCC, Pac-12, um, even the Big Ten, some of those schools are on the western part of the U.S. So, right. you know, a lot of these kids are going to the eastern part of the United States to play basketball, and it, it's showing. I don't know if that means anything. I don't know if that, that what it does. What ah, it it's means. A, certainly it's something a, to think about. I don't know if it means it's much. A hot take that I'm taking from it. Um, but college baseball is right around the corner. Um Couple of more news and notes. I mean, we uh, tonight's a kind of a short show. There's really not a lot to talk about. Um, well, we are we are approaching really quickly. Just we are really approaching the um, the uh, NHL trade deadline soon. Yes. That's March first. That's in a couple weeks now. Hit me um, up with some trade deadline knowledge. Well, I mean, there's a couple of reports. I mean, I know um, Rangers had my Rangers had another tough week um, this week. <laughs> I feel like they're, they're loading up the tough weeks over here. Yeah, you know? it's loading up. I mean, um, lost seven four yesterday to Flyers. Tough game. 
Uh, really not much defense play there. It's just, it's a mess right now. And it's okay. It's okay. Sometimes you, you need these kind of seasons to, to kind of revitalize stuff. Um, this is definitely one of those, so we'll see. But Is Vignone going to get fired before the year is over? Uh, they might not do it in season at this point. I, I feel he's like definitely it, gone after the year, right? I would be very, very surprised if he was back. I don't think there's any question he's he's gone. Okay. Because I think do you think he knows that? If you're gonna, yeah, I think if you're gonna clean house, it's good to clean house with a new coach. Okay. Sometimes, um, but uh, one of the Rangers, Nash is uh, Rick Nash is one of the guys on the block, and, mm-hmm. and they, uh, there's been reports that he might. Um, there's one of the teams that he requested that he would go to would be the, the Toronto Maple Leafs, which would be a very, very suitable place for him, I think, going going back to uh, going to How Canada. How does that help Toronto? Well, it, 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 just, it puts another dynamic player, um, another goal scorer type player, big force on a team with Austin Matthews, which is always good for a play development like that, in my opinion. Okay. That's what it does um immediately i mean you know they they're they're really you know a funny team toronto and they could use maybe some stability uh you know with with a veteran guy who's been in the postseason so we'll see that that's an interesting spot lunquist is i don't think he's gone he's he'll, he'll be here for the future we've talked about nauseam whether or not that's good or bad but yeah. he looks like he will be here okay so we'll see what happens maybe in the off season something will change but i don't think he's gone come deadline time okay i just don't you know and is still it- no john Tavares signing <laughs> he's still john Tavares tracker Ridiculous, man. I gotta keep track of them all the time. Um, so really quick, I just think this is really interesting. Vegas finally came out. They came out with their first hockey, not the not the Vegas Golden Knights, but mm-hmm. yeah, Vegas came out with their first odds to win the NHL championship. There you go. Do you know who was the favorites to win the Stanley Cup as of today? I don't know, but if I had to guess, I'm gonna say Vegas. <laughs> it was Vegas. The Golden Knights. Can I right guess now. it? The Golden Knights are the favorites. Is it something right to one? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Oh, you don't have the number in mind. I don't okay, know how number. I just read it somewhere. Okay. They were the favorite to win the Stanley Cup. Well, they do have the best record in hockey right now. Which, so, it, it at what point does it stop becoming a Cinderella story? No, it's not. I don't think it is anymore. I don't think it is anymore. I. It is a Cinderella story in effect, but I think the way the team was put together, to me, like it does it. Not that it was never a Cinderella story. It's a surprise, I think. Yeah. Cinderella story, they, had, they hadn't they had been, like, uprooted, the team. Like, they got known players from a bunch of teams in yeah. the NHL right now. So it's not. I don't think it's a Cinderella story. It was a, certainly a surprise. But they look like they're just very complete as a team, which is what you need going forward in the postseason. Great job by the GM on drafting that team. Awesome job. And He's the GM of the year, no doubt. He's the GM of the year. Um, okay. Uh, so, really quick. Um... This weekend was All Star Weekend in basketball. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I actually watched All Star Saturday night. I don't know. I know you didn't. You didn't get a chance. I saw to. the dunk contest though. You did see the dunk contest. And I know that um, Donovan Mitchell. Mitchell won. Well, yeah, Mitchell won the dunk contest, mm-hmm. but the three point contest, the record was broken. The three point contest. Yeah, Devin year, Booker. Right? Booker broke uh, Clay Thompson's record by a point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I personally, I thought that the three point contest was very lackluster. Had a lot of big names. And they all sucked. What about the dunk Paul contest? Paul George was think? terrible. Uh, I'm sorry. Eric Gordon was not. He was the defending champion. He was not good. Yeah, he was not good. Clay was good mm-hmm. at the end. Uh, so was Booker at the end. But it just didn't have – usually the three-point – It's great. It's great. I usually think it's Usually the three-point yeah. contest is very good. Uh, but for some reason this year, it just – I don't know if they if they all had an off night or yeah. if the rims were if the rims were kind of tight. I don't know what was going on. But the, the shots were just not falling for some of these guys. Um, but the final round was pretty good between the three. Um, dunk contest wasn't bad, right? I, didn't think I actually bad. enjoyed it. Yeah, I didn't think it was bad. It was kind of good. Yeah. Um, you know, you think about it, and I am getting tired of the jersey shit a little bit, though. You know what? I, me too. But here's the same. Here's what I'm gonna bring up. There have been literally you've been, they've, the dunk contest has been instituted since 1984. This is the 37th year mm-hmm. of the dunk contest yes what dunk hasn't been done already nothing so they nothing. need to uh, it's so the hard on only these guys. thing at this point that will i think revitalize to the full extent of the dunk contest glory days is if fucking lebron decides to do one it, before it, his career is you up. know what it is i think I, I think you're right instead of rising stars do the dunk contest if you got right if you got lebron and Durant 
I want to see and, Giannis and Ant Capono and uh, Demar Derozan, right? Because he's a because he's a pretty he's a high flyer. If you got those four guys to do the dunk contest, I everyone would watch that. Everyone would watch that. Oh yeah. I don't care who you are. Oh no, definitely. You're sitting on your ass Saturday night watching LeBron go up against Ant Capono in the dunk contest final. You're watching that because yeah. the things are big, you know. And it used to be that way. And for some that's reason, the way it's you not anymore. That's the way you said. And I think that's where they're suffering. But listen. Dunk contest was good. Oh, so let, let me just say this though. In in terms of All Star games, first of all, the, one, the green was great. Okay, before the game started, you had probably the worst performance ever, ever. <laughs> so it was not off to a if good you start. You haven't heard it. God forgive you if you do not watch it. If you took Santa, you Baby, don't like comedy. If, if you, you took don't Santa like Baby, the theme, the way that that song sounds, she literally tried to make the national anthem seem sexy, and I I, I don't know how that what whatever. Listen to it. Type in Fergie National Anthem on YouTube. First thing you pop up, it's 2 minutes and 40 seconds. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Ever. It was just terrible. She tried to remake the song. Draymond Green was laughing during the National Anthem. So was Steph Curry. So was like a million other artists were laughing. It was was just awkward. Thank God I didn't see it live. Oh, so terrible. Now, as far as the All-Star game goes, let me just head just a little bit. You only have to watch the last five minutes of any All-Star game. You only have to watch minutes of any basketball game. That's true. No, no. But the All-Star game, there's no defense. There's no. None, right? The last five minutes, they decide it's time to play. And I have to say, in terms of just in the in the realm of other All-Star games, I know there was one a couple of years back where LeBron had a chance to win the game with the buzzer and decided to dish it off, and it was a close game, and, 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 and that was a good one. Mm-hmm. Last night was... About as good as an All-Star game as you're going to see. No, it was fantastic. It was actually really, really entertaining. Yeah. The last five minutes was excellent. It you was saw tons really of execution. Good. You saw a little bit of defense. You saw a little bit of everything. They won the game on the defensive end of the, yes. end of the game. It was yeah. great. Yeah. Right? So, like, really, I was very pleasantly surprised at the last four or five minutes. I, I think, honestly, you know what? I think because the guys drafted their own players, I think it gave them more of an incentive to go against each other. I this really is going to start the argument, and I'm going to just say it now. I think we've reached a point in such disparity mm-hmm. in the M- in the NBA. I understand the PA's problem with the travel. Yeah. I understand that. If there's some way to balance the schedule out with that a little bit, you I would love for them to get rid of conferences. Yeah. Because the NBA needs it more than any other sport. It just yeah. does. I would love to see it happen. You're right. Like that. You're right. You know? Because, you know, as sad as, sad as it is to say, it, you know – there's probably 12 teams in the Western Conference. If LeBron goes to L.A. next year, right? Just say right, he goes to L.A. next year. There's nothing left. What does the East have? There's nothing left. There's Nothing's there. There's nothing left. No, nothing it really left. isn't. And that's what free agency does. That's it's just, that's, true. That's what free agency does. Um, Let me just bring up one quick point. Yeah. I had this idea the other day, right? Oh, I, I like had this idea. thought. This light bulb went off. So the NHL, the NBA, the NFL have a skills competition? They do, but no one wants it. It's not that good. Nobody watches. Now the MLB idea I had in my bust, right? Okay. I had a couple of. Well, they have a home run derby. They have a couple. They have a home run derby, right? But right, and last year I did not like the home run derby. Whatever. There's a couple of things you can have. I think skilled competition wise. Okay. One, I would love for there to be a pitching machine, right? That comes on the mound that throws like 140, 150 miles an hour, and you have to see how many times. In ten swings or whatever it is, players can hit it. Just to pull like a hundred, like just ridiculous speeds. Okay, right? that's one. Two, I think you can have targets peppered all over the field. That's a cool one, right? With that, I could dig different, different like you know amounts of points, right? Okay, and you have X amount of swings, kind of like you do if you ever run the Top Golf, the same type of thing. If they hit the targets, then worth different kinds of points. Marketing off Top Golf, right? right? Now. Yeah, I like they that. should pay me. <laughs> and the end of points, and that's how you have. That, I think, would be great. Now, I haven't really thought of a defensive one yet because I know players don't really like to want to get hurt of course. come All-Star Weekend. You know what? Nobody wants that. I haven't thought of a defensive one yet, but I'm, I'm getting there. I, I, I have some ideas for right. I don't want to present them right now because oh. I'm, they're not ready. But those are the two ones I'm marketing right now are the peppering of the point competition and of the high-velocity pitching. I don't know if I'm crazy about the high-velocity thing. Okay. Off a bid. A pitching machine hits one of the players, and that's done. What if, like, it, you know, it, Judgment Day, and the machine just starts to fucking... <laughs> I like the Pepper one, though. That's kind of cool. I, I that's think a, that's, that's a good idea. Yeah. That's a good idea. I can definitely dig that. 
And you could do like a run around the bases competition. Who gets around the bases the fastest? Yeah, I. The only thing I worry about that is anything involving actual skill. The NHL skills competition, they do it, and like it's. I don't know. It seems like more mainstream. I could see people being up in arms having if you want to have a pitcher, the hamstring right yeah, on the bases. <laughs> pitcher, pitcher ones aren't going to happen. Pitcher Never. ones are just not going to happen. Never. You know, so but defensively maybe that's something you could think of right now. Those are the two I have. So if anyone has any ideas about like that, a home run one, let me know. Like yeah, I mean, so I don't know. I have to really think about it. Yeah, but those are the two right, I have so far. We'll those are those are two I have so far. Um, so really quick before we uh before we head on out of here, um, we uh we will have a show next week. Our show next week. Um, I would like to, if we can, maybe get into a uh, spring training special. We want a preview baseball prediction show type of thing uh, between the three of us. If Robbie is back and available, I know he'd like to be a part of that. Yeah, we're gonna have to work on how to do that. If we go well, we we can maybe even do an LAL and break them up. Yeah, maybe. absolutely. We'll see. I think yeah. So. Yeah. Um, also, the next couple of weeks we're gonna be doing a uh, college basketball special. Um, March Madness. March Madness special. Uh, we'll do that right after the brackets are released. This way we can all go through our brackets and we'll we'll literally we'll break down every single game and see what we could come up you with. You don't like March Madness. You don't like sports. It's you don't just like that March simple. Madness. You're, you're not American. That's simple. You're not, you're not American. American? You're not American. Okay. Um, and uh, then we also have to do a fantasy baseball special. So True. There is a lot of stuff we coming got, up. We got work. Like I said in the beginning of the show, this is the period where you have the, the Dodge Ram – and you're in Mississippi, and you're trying to get to New York, and you're stuck in the mud. But once you get out of the mud, you're home free. Look at so, your marketing dodge. Right? Good so shit. right now, we're in the mud. We're almost out of the mud. And once you get out of the mud... We should start making some money on we're this We're home stuff. free. We should start making some money. Imagine Dodge, home free. And we could drive your Dodge to Topgolf. Right. Look at that. See that? Shifties. Beautiful. Shifties. Easy. Good. Well, I have two. Okay. Two. One. Fergie. My <laughs> shifty. For the worst national anthem performance ever created. Ever. Ever. My second shifty. Oh, man. Fergie, what are you doing, pal? Actually, my my shifty is actually going to go to uh, – and this is not a homer shifty, but I just like what they're doing. My shifty goes to Shot Khan, mm-hmm. owner of my football my football team. Got the Jaguars in, huh? Once. Uh, not only did, did they remove the tarp finally where they're letting 20,000 seats go, uh, they're going to be coming back. They are also uh, – Changing their uniforms yet again. Oh, what's going on? Here. We don't know. They're going to be revealed in April. Oh, they're not the, even revealed yet. The two-tone helmets are no more. Oh, um, okay. The two-tone helmets are gone. A lot of people did not like them. Uh, I personally did, but a lot of people did not like them. Okay. Um, and uh, Mr. Coughlin came out and said they were going to be more traditional. So I am praying, I am praying to the football gods that the original teal uniforms will come back. And be the regular uniforms on a daily basis. Those are my two shifties. Fergie, Shot Khan. Matt, what do you got? Tell me. Hit me. Um, well, I debated this for a while. I really did. Uh, my shifty has to still, at this point, be Scott Boris. Because... Scott Boris? Scott Boris. Because I'm not sure which one of the guys I would be lying if I did. Especially recently in, in, in Darvish, in... Hosmer and Martinez. Who has Boris? Who doesn't? He dictates the market by his by his clients. Hundred percent has been done for a while. Um, you saw it in the past, but it really started with like you really started to know the name mm-hmm. with guys like Beltran when he got when he got the big contract. Yeah, even absolutely. before that. But that Beltran was the guy I remember from, and he has tried to. Well, the MLB owners have tried to strong on the players a little bit right now. And he basically, in my opinion, called their bluff a little bit with this. <laughs> and you just got Eric Hosmer. The market just gave Eric Hosmer eight years and 160. You just gave Darvish six, six years, 6126. And you just gave J.D. Martinez five years, 110. These are contracts that we're going to get if this happened last year as well. Yeah. And I fully expect Arietta and them to get paid as well. He's, he's like a, he's like a, a kingpin. He's so like a kingpin. my shifty, if you will, is going to be Scott Boris for maintaining – yeah, it'll be Scott, market. Scott Boris and Fergie, first time shifty appearances. Take it. Take They're it. most honorable <laughs> awards. All right, guys, we want to thank you guys for listening to episode number 39. Uh, make sure to hit us up on everything we are attached to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we're SoundCloud. Gonna get SoundCloud, yeah, that's where episode 39 will be. So if you're mm-hmm. listening to this, you are already on SoundCloud. So you, I think they're okay there. Okay, good. Yeah. That, but that's why we had you, pal. That's why. Well, you're wearing orange. You're representing SoundCloud. I am representing SoundCloud. Good for you. Um, so thanks, everyone, once again for listening. Uh, make sure to tune in soon. We're going to have 
our baseball special, our fantasy baseball special as well, our March Madness special coming up as well. So, a lot uh, of things coming up. Yeah, thanks a lot, and uh, enjoy the week. Go Jags!